Initiative. Welcome, everyone, and welcome back to the Roll for Initiative podcast, issue number 51. We're back this week with a little bit different format. I am DM Vince, one of your hosts, along with uh, DM Nick, as usual. Nick, how you doing this week? Oh, it's warm out here in Ohio. <laughs> it's warm here in Pennsylvania, too. Yeah. And uh, with us, uh, coming again uh, again this week, I should say, is a special guest via satellite, uh, DM Crispy. It's cold here in Vegas. It's cold in Vegas? No. <laughs> but I wanted it to be different. Oh. Running. And uh, as a special, special guest tonight coming in to sit with us is a uh, famous, acclaimed author of maybe a book you've heard called, ooh, I don't know, Dragonlance? Tracy Hickman. Hi, yes, it's good to be here today. <laughs> no, you just got that you just got that mistaken. It's not cold in Vegas, it's cold for Vegas, which is a different set of uh, parameters altogether. <laughs> That's very true, but yeah. it's it's actually it's normal temperature for Vegas. I used oh, to live in Las Vegas, as a matter of Vegas, crispy. Yep. Oh, say hi to my folks for me. I will. I'll I'll go find them. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a small town; everybody knows everyone there. I know. Uh, it's like, I saw them at the at the Walmart just the uh, other day. They, they go slumming at the Elkert has. So, um, Nick. <laughs> Yes. Do we have any stars this week? Do we have any stars this week? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> one that you're not prepared to answer, right? One that I'm not prepared to answer this week. <laughs> I didn't get to look up stars. I apologize. We'll save that for the next show if that's okay. Uh, okay. Well, we had one question that came up. Someone was asking how they can find you at uh, Origins this year, Nick. At Origins? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, I will be wearing a role for initiative t-shirt i'll be and, but it won't be the only one i'll wear i actually you know change clothes at conventions <laughs> from time to time i've been known to do that um but i'll probably be wearing that on saturday because i'm going to be in a uh first edition ad game there but trying to think of where else i i'll more than likely be around uh the the dealer's hall around there uh-huh. um I'm trying to think of a place. In, oh, actually, I will be at the Knights of the Dinner Table live reading. Okay. Uh, Nat, I don't remember what date it is. I think that's, I want to say that's on Friday. Okay. So I will be at the Knights of the Dinner Table live reading. And by the way, if anybody has um, not gone to that, either at Origins or Gen Con, I highly recommend it. It is a laugh riot. If anybody knows about Knights of the Dinner Table uh, comic magazine. Um, they have a magazine? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of in comic book format. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. That one. Yeah. But um, yeah, they do a live readings. They also, uh, from people from out in the audience, they pull names out of a hat or whatever, and you get to read one of the characters from the uh, from the comic strip. It's it's really, really fun, especially when you get little kids doing it. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's probably one place you'll be able to uh, see me or whatever bars nearby. So, 
<laughs> and if you want to see DM Crispy, just go to Vegas. It's just a small town, and just find mm-hmm. him at the. I'm, local... I'm just out on the street, you know, right on the you strip, can find me. right on the strip, in right the gutter, the waiting to be picked up. Well, not that huh. way, but you know, uh, uh, huh. my shopping this cart is a full family of show. old D books, <laughs> as I know. So, what we're going to talk about tonight, it's going to be a different format show tonight, like we said. It's mostly going to be talking about conventions. Yeah, I kind of hit on the idea with Vincent here, like, we're getting on convention season here, kind of kick off to it real soon, and I thought it'd be cool to have a nice little roundtable talk about uh, gaming conventions, what to expect, which ones to go to, you know, some do's and don'ts, maybe even some humorous uh, gaming convention stories. So, uh, I don't know, what's... uh, See how we could kick this off here. It's like, well, maybe uh, which one's the go-to? Well, so essentially, we're having a convention convention here <laughs> online is what we're doing. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. I see. Yeah, I guess you could say that almost. We'll call it ConCon. Yes, Ooh, I like Con that. ConCon Zero. <laughs> yes. ConCon Zero. All right, we'll we're, call this ConCon Zero. Okay. Um and just kind it's of, actually pretty timely for me because I've got uh, I'll be going to a convention this weekend um, oh yeah? here in yeah here in Salt Lake City actually it's uh, called Conduit and it's being held for a few days this weekend uh, it's been going on for quite some time wow. uh, so we're gonna go over there we're gonna be on a few panels we're gonna do some uh, we're gonna do a reading actually uh, a first reading from the the Batman novel that I'm working on right now oh yeah yeah and uh, then we're and I'm doing a killer breakfast for them um, on Saturday morning. So it's kind of the kickoff. Uh, could be, uh, could be. I, <laughs> well, I'm, actually, if if you haven't been to Killer Breakfast, it is the only real reason to go to Gen Con. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. I've been doing Killer Breakfast at Gen Con for um, oh gosh, um, more years than you can remember. Well, it's uh, it's it's been over thirty years actually. Wow! Since uh, since I've been going to Gen Con. Wow! And uh, 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 yeah, I I remember going to Gen Con back when it was held in um, University of Wisconsin at Parkside. Um, wow! Yeah, at the, those are the those are really good old days. Yeah, I, but I've I, been I, to every I've been to every Gen Con since that time. Yeah, I yeah. only remember, at least my my knowledge of where. I remember when it was advertised when it went to, uh, when it was in Lake Geneva. Then it moved, uh, I guess, Kenosha. Yeah, to Parkside in Kenosha, which yeah, is, which is yeah. where we have a little university annex there. And, and then, then forever moved, it was in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, in Milwaukee. Yeah, which is where, which interestingly enough, is where I started my killer breakfasts. Oh, and, okay. and I don't know. I don't know if you guys are familiar with killer breakfast at all. Well, we, we touched upon it in one of the shows, but go ahead yeah. and tell everyone about it. Yeah, yeah Killer, Killer Breakfast uh, is is a role playing game that I run for about um, uh, well at Gen Con this year there'll be about nine hundred and fifty people <laughs> at a Gosh. time, and uh, people come and we give them a first level character um, pre generated so that they have um, absolutely uh, no emotional attachment to the character whatsoever. And then they sit down at the table, and I, uh, in in groups of eight, and I run a role-playing game uh, for people uh, where they come up against monsters that will kill them on an initiative roll alone, which you guys should be able to identify with. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. The only way that they can stay alive from round to round or from moment to moment is if they either do something incredibly brave or incredibly stupid, <laughs> which is usually the same thing, Yeah. or incredibly entertaining. Uh, the moment that, in my opinion, their death is more entertaining than they are, they die. And then they get up from the table, leave the stage, and somebody else sits down in their place. And we go through about 300 characters this way in the course of two hours. Um, and it is, a, it, it is a riotously good time. Um, we, we have, we do, we've started doing musicals in recent years. And so we have like filk songs that we do in the middle of this. And, uh, and it's all done with a video that I produce ahead of time. And, and it is, it is a blast. And we've been doing it at Gen Con, like I say, for, for many, many years. And this year we're actually doing two. We're doing one on Friday morning, um, which we're calling Killer Second Breakfast. And, uh, which is a, a reprise of a previous year's Killer Breakfast. And then we're doing a Killer Breakfast on Saturday morning. And it's, it's a two hour improv show where I, I run a D&D game for all comers. It's, it's a blast. Oh, wow. Tickets are still open for that? Um, yeah, mostly. <laughs> um, we, like I said, we have an audience seating this year at Gen Con of 950. I mean, it's going to be a huge audience. Uh, we, which is really exciting because the audience participates in the show. Um, That's amazing. And we're we we the Saturday morning show. I think we're sold up to about seven hundred seats right now. So there's a couple of hundred I think that are left at this point. And Friday morning's a bit more open. So if you can come Friday morning, um, you have actually a better chance of getting on stage. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it's we uh, people come. Uh, Over the last few years, people have started coming and bringing performance sets to do during the show. It's it's just awesome. Yeah, in fact, if you go to killerbreakfast.com, there's some videos of of one of our year performances that you can see what that's like there. So advanced preview, I guess, of, of what we do. But I've been going to conventions for you know to the Gen Con convention for over 30 years, and I've been and I've done a few Dragon Cons as well down in Atlanta. So, uh, yeah, and like I said, I've also done the smaller cons. I'm doing a conduit here in Salt Lake this weekend and um, looking into branching out into some additional conventions uh, along the way. So, yeah, you want to know about conventions? Hey, you got the guy here. I'd be happy <laughs> All right. to talk about conventions. Actually, I do have one question posed to you, Tracy, and I think this is, and to everybody else, I guess also kind of, you know, get some other input going on here is, the two really, there's two different types of conventions. You got your local, your smaller local ones, and you got your more nationally known ones like you know Gen Con and Origins and uh, Dragon Con. Um, uh, I guess starting with you, Tracy. Uh, which uh, do you have a preference? Uh, do you have a uh, do you prefer the uh, local smaller conventions over the more large nationally ones? I mean, as far as what do you think as far as differences? Well, I think the differences are, are often in terms of the intimacy that, that's involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, when I go to Gen Con, you know, if I go to a local convention like, like Conduit here, then I have, um, uh, it's, it's a closer connection to people because you're seeing the same people, uh, for longer periods of time. Yeah. You know, when I go to Gen Con, you know, I, I'll very often meet a, a thousand of my closest friends all at once. 
and and that can be a little bit daunting. Yeah. Right. You know, especially when someone comes up to you and says, "Do you remember you met? We talked four years ago about that character that I had," and uh, and and it's a little hard to quite connect the face at that point. Right. Right. Um, but they are an entirely different feel. There's a um, there's an intimacy in the in the local conventions that is very endearing, and I think is very. Um, uh, uh, it, it, it's excellent for for connecting people in community. Right. Um, but at the same time, there's there's also a, an excitement um, that comes along with being at a large convention, and uh, and also the feeling I think that you get at a large convention that you're not so much alone, which is something that that gamers often have to deal with. Um, that there there is in fact a community out here of people who are like you. And right. and who identify with the same things that you identify with. It's one of the reasons that I like going to Gen Con every year is because, yep. even though it seems like a daunting thing to to see, as I I said, you know, a thousand of my of my closest friends all at once, they are in fact my closest friends, and 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 there and and the same people come each year, and and you do get to know them, mm-hmm. even in a large convention like that. So right. I, I think both have their benefits. Oh, I think so too. And you brought up a really good point as far as, you know, making connections with your community. Uh, when you brought that up, I immediately remembered my first convention I went to as a kid way back 1980, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, I, I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, and there was two local conventions that you, that you usually went to. There was one in the spring that was called Contratemps, and there was one in the summer around usually the first weekend of August, that was Omicon. Mm-hmm. And, I re- and I remember going to uh, Contratemps uh, one year. I-, I-, I found out about it, about the local game store that I, I kind of discovered, a place that unfortunately no longer exists. It's called- it was called Star Realm. Great place. Spent all my- most of my teenage years there. Yeah. And... I, when I remember seeing the flyer and I asked, I remember asking my folks about it. I was like in junior, I'm like, I really want to go to this. I really want to go. There's going to be other people who are going to play D and D or whatever. And when I got to go and experience that with some other people that I knew and experienced and had a, the best time that whole weekend, it was great to meet other people that were gamers that you felt you did. Like you said, Tracy, it feel like you were alone you you had other people that you could experience this with and as a young impressionable kid you know who's kind of in his pre-teens you know that that meant a lot to a person like me it just opened my eyes to a much larger world i saw wow i could really take this uh, a hobby to the next level and seeing this very important especially important today because we live in a society that is so disconnected yes absolutely we you know we 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 try we try to connect with each other electronically, and it just doesn't quite work. Um, the bandwidth in text messaging is just not wide enough. And <laughs> and and we, yes, we play games online, but it's it's not the same as sitting across the table with people, mm-hmm. chatting, laughing, and having a great time and creating something together. And and so um, it's especially important today 
for us to gather in places like conventions so that we have that contact one with another and, and have that community that we can uh, that we can depend on and know that we're not alone in this and that we don't have to yep. sit behind the glowing screen and hope there's somebody on the other side. See, I'm kind of jealous because uh, you guys, like, in Vegas, which, you know, is a, is a gigantic city for gaming, um, and just a gigantic city, I mean, it's one of the biggest, uh, the fastest growing cities in the nation. Yeah. We have Neon Con, and, like, Conquest Vegas, and that's, like, it. Mm-hmm. We just have those two, but, like, I, I would have honestly thought... Uh, when I started going to cons, there would be a lot more. There used to be Xanadu, but I guess that got canceled or something. Well, and you would think that Vegas, being the convention capital of the world, yeah. would be a place where conventions would want to come and it would be a natural place for people to gather. Of yeah. course, you know, if you mention we're doing a gaming convention in Vegas, they get confused. Right, um, right. <laughs> and I also think it has to kind of do with... You know, your pop—it has to do with a lot with population distribution. I mean, the East Coast generally more densely populated, and you're going to probably get just have a larger concentration of gamers that are either role playing or card collecting or you know LARPing or what have you, versus out in the West Coast. You know, and so well, ultimately you know, that was the reason why Gen Con was located in Indianapolis. Yeah, was, it was because it was close enough. Located. Yeah. yeah. But then they, they tried to do uh, the attempt of Gen Con SoCal, which was just not working. And <laughs> But there are some good West Coast conventions. There was one, I think there was called OrcCon or something like that. There's a there good convention in San Francisco, I believe, also that's, that's held there every year. And I know there's a pretty decent one up in Seattle, too. But it's like maybe in the past 10, 15 years, the the West Coast conventions have become a little bit bigger. But I just remember for the past, traditionally, you're going to find most of your conventions are going to be out, you know, east of the Rockies. So Yeah. yeah, And they are definitely growing. Uh, like NeonCon 2009 versus NeonCon 2010. NeonCon 2010 was three times bigger than the, the previous year. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of that is it has to do with the, the attitude of conventions and people who organize yeah. conventions. They need to go ahead and let the convention grow. Yeah. You, you, and it's the people who come back are going to bring their friends, you know. And, and But you can't expect to just hang the sign out and say, we're going to have a con and expect that everyone is going to come. Yeah, you you have to network it. You have to let it grow. You have to give it time. And I think that that was certainly true in terms of Gen Con, and is true in terms of any convention. Yeah, I'm thinking like as far as getting growth and you know networking. If you're having a convention and wanting to start it, at least from what I've seen and where I live, maybe you might see this too as well, Vincent. I know hmm. when I've gone to Origins the past few years. Attendance has been down, and that just that has to do with a lot with the economy the past few years. I think Gen oh, yeah. Con was down too, and I think that mm. also it lends to a resurgence into your, you know, smaller local conventions. One in particular, there's one called Con on the Cob, that's yes. and that's in October, I believe, and that one just started off as a little, you know, few hundred people. Down here in Hudson, Ohio, I think maybe two years ago, maybe three, and now they're getting everybody there. It's it's a it's all 
now four-day event in the fall, which is, you know, not... Uh, it's not very common to do a gaming convention in the fall for that many days. It's generally from like Friday to Sunday. You usually don't do a Thursday either. But I just, I think I see a little bit of an upswing in your local conventions. I think it's a little bit more economical. Because it's right there. Simple. It's close to certain yeah. people. And I mean, Hudson, Ohio is literally a stone's throw away from me. I mean, I literally? can go to the convention site like in 20 minutes. You can throw a rock 20 minutes? Yeah, I can. Wow, you're amazing. Because I'm that good. Do you have, have super strength? strength? I have 18 double lot strength. Dude. Oh. <laughs> well, the the interesting thing though about uh, about smaller conventions, the downside of the smaller conventions is that it's very difficult for someone like myself to go to a smaller convention unless it happens to be local. Right. And uh, and, and so consequently, you don't uh, you can't draw a lot of large name, big name people. Uh, to these conventions, nor can you get a lot of support from uh, the larger game companies because they're just, you know, uh, it just isn't a percentage for them to become big-time involved in a small-time convention. Um, and so that's one of the that's one of the great things about the the big national conventions is that it, it does make it worthwhile for. Uh, for me to fly across the country for uh, for um, Bobby Salvatore to come uh, to to the convention to uh, um, you know to to get uh, film television stars uh, to come to the convention because it, uh, there's a big enough audience there and a big enough uh, uh, draw to justify um, the, to justify that right. and so you know that's the benefit of the big conventions is you do get to see big names and you do get to hear big names as you know as as opposed to you know, coming to a panel by your local guy who designed an adventure module and wants to talk about it. Yeah, I I like the big conventions for that reason. Like, I can go to Gen Con and, uh, for instance, I can walk up to your booth there and say hi to you, or I can say hi to Margaret Weiss, or find Frank Menser walking around running games, Tim Cask, mm-hmm. all the people that I've seen in names and books that I would not see at my local convention. Like, right. when I go to Mepicon, Hey, I have to drop names here then because both both <laughs> Frank Messer and Tim Cask always come to my killer breakfast. Yes. <laughs> well, you got to yeah. be there, friends. Since you're going to Gen Con this year, you got to go to that. Well, I, I plan on stopping by. I at least want to at least watch it because after. Yo, yo, yo. Got to represent, yo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Disconnected Nick. Goodbye. Hey, no. <laughs> see you, Nick. Yeah, see you, Nick. Oh. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like the local conventions, I know I'll go to a local convention and I'll never see, you know, Tracy there unless I personally give him a ticket to come to the convention, which then he might still not come because he might be busy with a bigger convention. But I like the local conventions because I can go there every six months and see those people that I don't see that often and game with those people. That's why I kind of like Origins where I'm at because it's right down in Columbus. It's a, a a pretty big convention, not as big as Gen Con, so it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's in the middle there. It's not. Yeah, Origins quite, is really big though. Like, yeah, if Origins, you say Origins Con to people in the hobby, they're like they're like, oh, oh yeah, I, I know yeah, that one. Yeah. It, but it's not so big to where you know I, I go there when I go there every year. That's kind of just like my quote unquote local convention I go to. But I'm I'm making the effort to go to the other one in no, November or October, but. Uh, yeah, you know, we not only just friends up here that I, I in my local game group that we we all go, uh, but uh, I know people down in uh, Tennessee that I'll meet there. Uh, some folks in Utah, um, 
and a few folks in Idaho. Um, they all, you know, it's it's kind of like a family reunion in a way too, because you meet some of those people. And basically, when I was when I was really into playing Hackmaster, part of the Hackmaster Association, you know, I was I was at the point I was running the uh, the the tournament one year. And that was wow, never again am I going to run a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's just that's just hard. You want to talk about convention experience? That's a very it's a thankless job. I it's it's a lot of work, but it was very it was somewhat enjoyable. But uh, you know, it, it's like a like I said, it's almost like a mini reunion when you meet some of those people they haven't you know you maybe talk with over you know online and forums once in a while, but you know get a little face to face time with them and chat. And, you know, maybe go to a bar and get drunk and stupid too. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what that happens. It does, yeah, it does. I know. Well, it doesn't happen to me, but then you know, that's. We'll buy you a beer at Gen Con, Tracy. Don't worry. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll be drinking them because I'm a Mormon, and it's just not going to work, guys. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> well, then I'll buy one, and you can watch me drink it. How's that? Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty good at <laughs> pouring a head on it. I'm just, I just can't have it. So. Oh, Vince is going to be sitting there. He's like, "This is for you, Tracy. This is for you. <laughs> we had... I can't have it." <laughs> well, back in the old TSR days, in fact, that we, I used to go to the bar with the with the guys, and they, I, I was like the designated guy because you. Know everybody yeah, else yeah. would be happy, to. and and so they were all quite amazed at my ability to put a head on a beer. <laughs> and then the next day you were say, "Hey, remember when you did blah 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 this and this and this?" <laughs> I oh, yeah. I remember. Well, I made up all kinds of stuff. It was great. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part about being the designated driver guy. You get to just put the weirdest stories about them out there. They were drunk, and we went over to uh, old farmer John's and. Never seen well, anyone you, that, that to a goat. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's amazing the things that happen at, at, at conventions, you know, and, and and some of them are kind of like wandering, as though we were pilgrims in a strange land. But um, Dragon Con, I think, is uh, is notoriously crazy. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah. yeah, isn't a big anime convention too, Dragon Con? No. Um, it's a it's a huge convention. They do a lot of media at Dragon Con. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit of everything. It's sci-fi, fantasy, the whole shooting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I remember yeah, I, used to, I used to see uh, ads for like video game stuff at Dragon Con. Yeah. And then there's uh, what World Con as well. Mm-hmm. Isn't that uh, that's the one that's like it 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 goes all over the darn place. From what I understand, that one's just like ginormous. As when well. is Worldcon? I've never actually heard of Worldcon. Neither have I. I, I want to say, I want to say it's like in September. Oh, hmm. we'll have to look I that might, one up. I might be thinking of DragonCon. Did you uh, go to GaryCon this year, Tracy? I did not. Uh, no, no. I've, I've, I've been a little bit busy this winter. Yeah. <laughs> Busy writing books, doing things. Well, I know that's a convention, speaking of, that started out small, that's been popping up bigger and bigger each year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I, I hear mention of, of Gary Khan, you know, through the two shows and everything. Uh, when, like, when is it and where is it? March. March. Early in March. Lake Geneva? Yeah, in Lake Geneva, yes. And... I Have think you it was, been in Lake Geneva in March? Yeah. Ooh. You don't want to be. That's why they do it late March. It's not I that see. bad, but bad enough. So, <laughs> I, I, they get a 
really good draw, though. They started mm-hmm. off, I think, at the local one, uh, I, I want to say uh, VFW Hall or something like that. Mm-hmm. Was it three years ago? Yeah. And next year will be GaryCon 4. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now it's, I think they're easily getting over around 1,000 people now. Wow. Easily. Yeah, it's become that much of a draw. It's specifically tailored to like old school gaming. So you're mm-hmm. gonna find first edition AD and D. I think le- this year they also someone was running Boot Hill. Um, yes. Uh, I think that that I know Goodman Games did a uh, demo of their Dungeon Crawl Classics game, which I got. I guess is getting you know great reviews from everyone. Yeah, I just found out about that last night. Uh, yeah. And I'm I'm looking at that page as we have uh, this podcast. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a really good system. I think it might be. Yeah, out I'm very this interested. Fall, or at least around Christmas time, from what I understand, they're they're planning to release that that new game. But yeah, it's all old school gaming stuff there, and I I hope to go someday. Yeah, see, I'm I, I, these days I'm playing my own system, so. XDM, XDM, Extreme Dungeon Master. Yes, well, actually. Tell us a little bit about that, Dr. Tracy. Yeah. About XDM? Yeah, please. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll tell you, after after years of seeing all of the different iterations of D&D come out and realizing that, that it wasn't actually improving the game so much, it was putting new layers of Chrome on <laughs> on top of Chrome. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that we we really kind of lost sight of what was fun in gaming, mm-hmm. and that we were no longer actually playing the game to have a good time, but yeah, it was looking a lot like accountants in space. So um, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but it's bright and shiny and new. Therefore, it I, must be bright fixed. And, and therefore we must buy it. Yeah, you no. know there was there was in in the first edition um, buried uh, buried within the dungeon master's guide. Which I still own a first edition DMG, <gasps> and um, yeah, I'm actually going through my my uh, I'm going through my basement right now and pulling out items that I think maybe I should sell. Well, yeah, um, whatever you don't want, you can just send it. To send me. it right to the RFI podcast <laughs> care of Vince at. Uh... <laughs> Go ahead and autograph them as well. Yeah. I actually found. I have to say, I actually found the original hand layouts that my wife and I did for Pharaoh. When we published oh, nice. it, yeah, uh, and so I think actually I, they're not doing me any good in the box. I think I may put those up for sale once again. Vincent RFI Park. Okay. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. So, so we had so anyway. I, I wanted to get back to gaming when it was fun, you know. And for that matter, uh, there's. Uh, I was coming back from Gen Con convention, actually flying back, and and we were flying into Denver to change planes. And there were three guys sitting across the aisle from me who were all buried in their brand new, I, I don't know, it was like 8.5 edition D&D books or whatever it was that they had just bought oh, at the convention. I love this, yeah. Go, ahead, go on. I was going to ask and, you about this. Go on, yeah. And they were asking, and they were saying, they're saying is there, what do you think? Is there any way to make that spell permanent? I don't know. Let's look over here. And they're, they're pouring through these books trying to figure out a way to make this spell permanent. And... I got up when the fast plane had landed. I, uh, we were standing in the aisle waiting for everybody to file out. And I turned to these guys and I said, there is a way to make that spell permanent. And all three of them looked up at me, you know, as though I, and they all pulled out their books for what page it was on. 
And I said, like the light just shined upon you. Yes. And I said, <laughs> in fact, there's an entire adventure written about making that spell permanent. They said, wow, really? Where is it? Where can we? I said, you haven't written it yet. And they looked at me like I had corn coming out of my ears. <laughs> They're like, because what? the whole concept of having to actually create something oh. was totally alien to them. Was completely it? alien to them. If it wasn't, yeah. didn't exist in the rule book, then it didn't exist. So I, having gone through all these years and 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 having learned how to tell story in a role playing game, and we had to learn how to do, we had to create all the tools for that from scratch. Yep. I decided that people had forgotten how to do that. They'd forgotten how to have a good time in a game. They'd forgotten about how to tell a story. So with my son, we created XDM, Extreme Dungeon Mastery, uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek. But it gave us an opportunity to to teach how to to play for fun and how to create games that would tell a story. And we, we, in the process of this, we decided, well, you know, if we're going to produce a hardback book about games, we ought to really put a gaming system in it because everyone does. And so we created this just really straightforward, bare-bones RPG system that played fast. And we put it in this book. And now we've got people everywhere that are playing XDM and using these rules to have a wahoo good time playing games again and to get past all of the minutiae to just, you know, having a good time. Mm. And so we produced the book. And so, you know, you can come to ExtremeDungeonMastery.com and you can uh, you can uh, get the book there. You can join the forums there. We have a hugely active forum group there of people contributing ideas about how to push the game a little bit further, how to have a better time at, so you, at playing games. You're in the forums and you talk to people and take their feedback into consideration? Yeah, yeah oh, I do. I, cool. I, I'm in the forums and I talk to people and take their feedback. And, that's and, cool. Uh, and, but as it is, they, you know, they're going great guns on their own, even when I'm not, even when I'm not there. I, I think, a, I think a, a great level of interactivity is very important. And I, and, Truthfully, for me, it's important that, that, that the lessons that we've learned in the past about how to tell stories in games and also what makes good story and, and for that matter, how to write, all of these things are important for me to, at this point in my life to start giving back. Um, we, my wife and I, for example, we've just started uh, teaching uh, online writing seminars right, yes, and workshops. Right. And those, you know, and and that's been a real opportunity for us to give back. I mean, we have we have video seminars that we've done on online, and we also offer, you know, we, in in the workshops we offer to actually read people's texts and critique them for them and and give them direction as to where they need to take their work. Right. But uh, but the most important thing that's there are the forums in the writing seminars. Because I'm there all the time, and I answer your questions directly. I mean, it, it, uh, we we want to we want to give to writers the benefit of everything that we know. How's it been going since you had started up the classes since we last talked? Uh, it's been it's been really good. It's been slow because getting the word out is has been slow. Um, and, but coming into convention season, another good purpose of conventions is, mm-hmm. is the ability for us to connect with our audience and let them know that it's available out there now. 
Um, cool. and that certainly was true in terms of our serial publishing books. Yes. Uh, you know, we did the Dragon's Bard series, or that we did Eventide in the Dragon's Bard series last year. Uh, this year we've just started our second book, uh, Blackshore, online, and we've just put the first chapter out last week, second chapter this week. Oh, cool. Um, and the conventions have been really helpful uh, in terms of letting our audience know. That's the other, another important thing. As we talked about the community, is it's also important as a touchstone, these conventions, because, um, you know, bookstores are closing. Yeah. yeah. Don't and, I know it. And, and, so, <laughs> and so the audience is, no longer knows where to look for us. Yeah. Uh, and so I these mean, conventions are another good touchstone for that. Just this past week, didn't Amazon announce they sell more Kindle books than actual uh, print? Yeah. Yes. So, That's true. so that even on the online side, you're seeing a with someone as Amazon who likes who who started as distributing books. You're seeing a point where electronic format is is slowly creeping up and and taking over from real print. Well, for example, um, the Dragon's Bard series that we did, the Eventide book that we did last year, as as that serial publication and, and that. And the beautiful hardback books that we did for that for every subscriber, um, we've put uh, that book is now available as a Kindle book, mm-hmm. and you can buy it online. And it's a, it's like a nine ninety five buy, and you can have it downloaded, and you can read the same book immediately. Yep. Um, but again, people who read me normally don't know that that's there. Right. And and so because the audience isn't used to looking for me in ebooks, they uh, they don't know that it's there. So again, these conventions are a great way for us to all connect in community. Um, in, in a depersonalizing age, conventions I think are um, something that are is going to be more and more important for us to stay connected as people. Yeah, I Definitely. think that brings up a good point when you talk about that connection. I remember. Last year, when Vince, Jason, and I were talking, I, probably around this time, mm-hmm. about you know how can we get uh, more people like for the role for initiative podcast here, how we could get people, more, you know, how can we spread the word? Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, Jason got those those little uh, iPod cards, which were great. Distributed those out at the conventions. We connected with people, and we had a. a, a an excellent upsurge in our listenership, you know, just, you know, maybe the next couple of months and showing that, you know, we are connecting with people. And like you said, getting out there at those conventions, whatever that you're doing, either if you're creating, if you're writing a new book, if you're a new artist or established artist or whatever that you're doing in that community, it's very important to get that face time with people to personally mm-hmm. spread the word out for yourself. I mean, it's great if you have your own website or if you got a blog, whatever. But you know, you got. No, but everybody's there. got a website. Everybody's right. got a blog. Right. And everybody's it's, talking, but nobody's reading. You know? Right. Yeah. But and, get, getting out there at the cons and actually getting FaceTime with people, establishing some sort of connection with people personally, is extremely important. Whatever you do in in, in in this sort of in our gaming community and everything associated with the gaming community. Yeah. That's why, that's why these days I'm very active on Facebook. Yes. 
I know so that I can connect with people and, 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 and so that they know that they're connected to me. Would Facebook let you do that? It well, does, you know, within, within reason. Yeah. Are you and uh, Laura doing any seminars at, the, uh, at Gen Con this year? We are. Well, actually, we're doing some pretty uh, fun things for, at Gen Con this year. We're doing a, uh, we are actually doing a Scribes Forge uh, workshop. Ooh. At the convention, so that not only can you know, will people have the opportunity to come online and do our seminars there, but if they come to the workshop on Thursday evening, uh, we'll do it in person. So you know, we can have that face-to-face time and 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 get to know you as an author and and help you directly. So we're doing that's that's a two-hour thing that we're doing on um, Thursday evening. On uh, on Friday morning, of course, we're doing the. Uh, um, the uh, killer second breakfast, our our, our uh, reprise killer breakfast. We're doing uh, Phantoms of the Ravenloft uh, this year, reprising um, the game uh, the the game that Gary Gygax played mm. actually with us uh, the last year he was at the convention. A great memory for me. <laughs> um, uh, so we're doing that on Friday morning. Uh, we also have, I believe, we have a an XDM seminar that afternoon um, that we're the, that we'll be doing with uh, Howard Taylor and, and we'll be in actually in Howard Taylor's booth um, this year again and uh, looking forward to that because I've got so many things coming out of this convention we have the the second um, novel of the Draco series is coming out uh, about the same time uh, Citadels of the Lost and it's a great great book um, we also are premiering uh, a book I wrote for Fantasy Flight called uh, Fireborn Embers of, uh, Embers of Atlantis, which um, will be coming out new at the convention this year. And that was a lot of fun. That was a, a great book to do. Um, and, of course, we'll have the XDM there as well. And then the Killer Breakfast again on sa- uh, Saturday morning, which will be all new. And uh, and then we're doing a podcast, uh, podcast live uh, later in the day. So it's it's and the rest of the time, very much the rest of the time is going to be in the booth talking to people and uh, um, telling them what uh, telling them what we're doing now. Uh, talk about the Batman book. Talk about um, uh, talk about the writing seminars and encouraging people to connect with us um, uh, in this new age. I mean, uh, one of the other great things that we're working on in terms of writing is is to move people not so much into the traditional publishing, but to start thinking about new ways right. of, of gaining audience and, and connecting with people. So it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be a really exciting uh, convention for us. We're gonna, we won't get to play much, but, <laughs> but well, except at the killer breakfasts and, you know, yeah. slaying 200 and 300 characters at a time, is, there's a certain uh, catharsis, I think, in that for me. <laughs> Well, that's a whole yeah. weekend of gaming, really, just rolled into that two-hour yeah. period. It is. It's kind of it's kind of like DM uh, concentrate. It's, well, and if you're running two, then that's two whole conventions, really, for the price. It is. Of it's getting it all in, half all in a day at one. It's like frozen orange juice. It is. <laughs> it's like from concentrate, frozen concentrate. I was just yeah. looking at the uh, Gen Con registration. There is two games for XDM going on. One yeah. Thursday at 10 a.m. called The Dungeon of Doom. 
there's, dun, dun, dun. there's one ticket left, and there's another one on Thursday at 8 p.m. called McDeath. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That, isn't that great? You know, I mean, we really feel like we're making progress if people are starting to actually run the game at the convention. I still need to get the game. I need to check it out. Yeah. Oh, you've you got to, to get the game. Oh, and, and interestingly enough, it is also now available on Kindles. Is it really? Oh, oh snap. Yeah. Yeah, you that. can download that on, in Kindle format now, and, and I did the conversion myself, so I know that it's there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Vince, oh. hey, are up? you and Jason planning on doing an, an episode out at Gen Con? For, uh, for probably, probably. We did one last year, yeah. Okay. I was just kind of curious. I didn't, know, I didn't remember you guys talking about it yet. So. Yeah, last year we sat down with uh, Frank Mincer and Tim Kask. Mm-hmm. Uh Everyone else we tried to grab were like was so super busy we couldn't actually schedule anything with them. I see I you got to come find me and I will give you yeah. some time. That'll be good. Well, I'll I will, be at Origins and I'll see what I could do out there too. Maybe yeah. I can get a couple interviews out there. I so. will go to Gen Con and I will tackle you and Laura down and get both of you on the show. <laughs> yeah, come to fifteen fifty three. I think is where we're going to be chained to the desk. Uh oh! You just told yeah. everyone in our fandom. <laughs> oh yeah, please do. You know, it, was, uh, it is an it is actually uh, evidence, I think, of of the strength of the convention, Gen Con this year. That they sold out. They have already sold out all of their booth space. Yeah, wow, that's great. And wow. they have a huge they they have a huge increase in their dealer area. Good. And so not only do they have more dealers, but they've taken it all up. And I think last I heard, they had like a waiting list of thirty vendors. Wow, uh, who who can't get in the door and would like to? Yeah, it's it's amazing. Nick, are you going to go to the uh, Origins Game Fair? Absolutely, I am going. I'm all set, ready to go. Yeah, their yeah. sister thing, the Gamma Trade Show, is here in Vegas, and since yeah. I found out about it, I'm trying to weasel my way into it. Well, if you do plan on going, that's a that's a great. Uh, convention to go to. As far as yeah, it, you know, it's got a little bit of everything. It, it, Origins is kind of weird, weird because it first started off as just like a wargaming convention back in the seventies, and it quickly, within ten years, morphed over into some. I, in fact, didn't it? Uh, I Jack out an Origins shared convention time in the, in the eighties. The, the two kind of merged for a while. Tracy, did that yeah. happen? Yeah, yeah, for I a do, short I time. I do yeah. recall that for a short time. But, uh, yeah, Origins is really cool. It's really enjoyable. Well, we're telling all these people they should go to these conventions, but we, we really should give them some guidelines here, some helpful Yeah, some do's and don'ts. Here. I was just yeah. thinking the same thing. So what are some do's and don'ts? On okay, number one, shower. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say that. That's shower, always my first thing. <laughs> Change clothes when you can. Use you know, it's okay if you bring. It's okay to wear the same kind of T-shirt, but you have to have multiples of them <laughs> yeah. if you're going yes. to come to a convention over several days. Yes. Do you mean that one T-shirt isn't enough? One no, T-shirt is not enough. Why, by day three, that T-shirt is going to be a three-hit dice monster. <laughs> it's and, soaked in Cheeto stain. And well, what yeah, if we were, the, we were at the Gen Con convention a couple? I, I think it was last year actually, and somebody came up to us with a product that was gamer soap. Did you see this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have. That, yeah, I sell it on Paizo, and it has D20s in it. Yeah, and I and in fact, I'm using mine because I need another D20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hmm, what's another one? I I can think of one. Do bring your own snacks and drinks 
Definitely. Yeah, that's a good one. Generally, they're going to be expensive. Yes. Any convention hall you go to, even the local cons, even if it's in a hotel, you know, you know $7 for a soda? You're kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> Three Last of year, cup is ice. <laughs> yeah. Last year when I went to, uh, to Neon Con, I, had, I went in the morning and uh, I met up with Jason Bowman of Paizo Publishing and he sat down while he had his coffee and talked with us for a little bit. He's a very cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went to work and I came back and I, was, uh, I went and I played some games and I was super thirsty. And, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm inside the, the Tropicana oh. on the strip. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So of course I'm not going to be able to afford to eat and drink. Luckily, uh, a lot of conventions from my understanding will put out water yeah, that, they can, that is free for you to have, but mm-hmm. in troughs, if need mm-hmm. be. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm going to give a couple of, uh, of suggestions from my side of the table. Well, yeah, of course. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, first of all, um, uh, do not assume that famous people want to hear about your character <laughs> or your D&D game, even if it's based on their character, <laughs> um, uh, because they will have absolutely no context whatsoever for what you're talking about. So I, that's that's a good piece of advice to see to avoid actually to avoid any stories to de- that deal with what happened in your game right. is is probably a really good thing uh, to do. Unless you yeah. actually read someone's blog recently that had something along those lines, that's actually just a solid piece of advice for people who are gamers and you know into the hobby. Exactly. When it comes to other people who aren't or even are, like don't no one wants to hear your gamer story because it's a you had to be there moment. No one wants to hear about your twelfth level paladin how he killed Tiamat. Don't want to hear it. <laughs> By the way, Tracy, have I ever told you about my dwarf trash? Oh, girl? wow, look at the time. It's been. Oh. <laughs> Gee, look at the time. You mean the go. dwarf that you don't like to play anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and don't so there are, there are actually some important things that you can do, especially when dealing with, uh, with, with, with famous types of people. Okay? I, generally speaking, my, ex, my experience uh, at conventions has been that most. Uh, most, uh, I, and there are exceptions, and I do remember them, and I know their names, and they're in my book. But most, uh, most uh, famous people are actually very open and appreciative of their fans, and and want to be nice, right? Uh, and, and like to be accessible, and I, and I think that that's true of almost all people who are uh, who are. Uh, are writers or or actors, actresses, so forth. Um, but there are things that you can do that'll make the experience more pleasant. You know, one I one I think is recognizing that um, you know them a lot better than they know you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we see people on our televisions and our and our uh, and on our DVDs, and we have and. There's a familiarity to them that that we feel you know some connection to them because we see so much of them, and 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 uh, we are far more familiar with them than they are with us, and 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 generally they know that when you approach them at the table, but um, 
but just you know understanding that that this is the first time for them to meet you mm-hmm. is i think is i think really also very important that and realizing and most people do realize it that you only have a few minutes really yes yeah to take up their time and that there are many many other people behind you which is actually a difficult thing for gamers sometimes to remember um know when the conversation are, is over yeah, to know when the conversation is over, or more importantly, when you need to let somebody else have their conversation. Yeah. And we all want to have, con- we, uh, from my side of the table, I want to have a conversation with as many people as I can. I want to make that connection with as many people as I can, and I, and I most definitely want to give them their time um, uh, together with me so that we can share that together. Um, but when you have someone who stands right in front of you and insists on telling you all about their 90th level paladin and how he got there. <laughs> yeah. Been there uh, for a and, long time. And it can be there for a long time. And there are a lot of people who, you know, are trying to have that moment. And maybe they've come for a long distance. So I it's important to be, get outside of yourself. It's called fanboy, I think, or something like that. Fanboy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's called security. Yeah. <laughs> that too or it could be a call for. Yeah, call for. Yeah. yeah. Now that's actually got to kind of rein in the fanboy for you know just. You know, it's get, it's okay to be fanboy, but it's also important to know when it's time to right to go be fanboy somewhere else and mm-hmm. and to let other people have their time to be fanboy. Mm-hmm. Um, other things, so yeah, it's it's true. Also, I would recommend to people when they go to conventions that they actually plan a little bit in advance oh, yeah. what they're going to do. So, um, you know, there are things at, at, at Gen Con, for example, not only do you have the all-important killer breakfast that you need to attend, but uh, but there's thing, there are things like True Dungeon. Yes. Which are difficult to get into unless you've planned ahead. Um, you know, and and you do need to you need to plan time to be in the dealer room because it's huge at Gen Con at the larger conventions. It's not something you can just walk through. Uh, I I can remember being at um, speaking of big conventions at Comic Con San Diego once. Oh, and yeah, talk about a big convention. Yeah, those it, are. It it literally took me thirty minutes just to walk from one end of the dealer area to the other. Yeah. That's, and that was not stopping anyway. It's just to walk yeah, it. That's a good point. You really have to plan accordingly. It, I remember uh, when I uh, when I went to Origins in 2003. I was um, I uh, yeah I was a, a Hackmaster DM, and I was part of the tournament. I was running the tournament, and I was also helping out at the Kenzerco booth. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was getting perks for that because you work at a booth, you'll get perks, you know, generally for working at a booth for a lot of the companies. And I, it was after all that time I realized, man, I hardly had any time just to look around. <laughs> I, I scheduled all this time, like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to do all this. I was like, I hardly had any time just to look around the dealer's area myself. It was maybe like Saturday. I just like I yeah. had an or Sunday, I went there, looked around for like an hour, and maybe well, was able it, to look. It's hugely important for it's hugely important for me to plan my convention because I can very quickly overbook myself. 
Right. And I right. think that that's also true of attendees who, who come to these conventions, that they that they want to do everything while they're there, yeah. uh, and they don't. They just you know don't plan enough time for that all important shower or uh, yeah or, or sleep meal or eating <laughs> yeah that yeah. sort. Of. Yeah. That's why I'll I like, eat when I'm dead. You know, yeah. I'm not sure that that actually like works. Like for myself, like for Origins, I maybe have one or two games a day, and that's it. Everything else is like looking around, meeting with people, whenever you know, whoever I see that I know, and uh, oh, yeah, try to build. I mean, I used to be like go, you know, game after game board. after game. Oh yeah, I was like full bore. But then after a while, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> well, see, and you don't. You also need to. You also need to in that planning. You need to put some air into it because, yeah. uh, I mean, last year, last year I came to the convention and um, uh, and I uh, I'm a big fan of Felicia Day. Who isn't? Uh, yeah, true. And, yeah, yeah. And it, it turns out that I was okay. Well, I'll tell her. Uh, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> it turns out that we that that um, it turns out I of course a huge fan of Felicia Day, both in her you know Doctor Horrible work and also uh, the work in the Guild. Oh yeah, and, definitely. And I uh, and so I was able to contact her ahead of the convention. Found out that she actually had read my books too, and so we were like fanning each other. And you guys were nerding out at each we were other, totally nerding out at each other. Oh, and wow. So, but, <laughs> But the but then the real problem became when is there going to be any time for us to actually you know see each other meet yeah, at together. all and 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 her schedule was so crammed my schedule was so crammed we we actually did manage it yeah I saw the um, pictures yeah which explains the uh, which explains the tremendous grin on my face in all of the pictures that we <laughs> have but, um and she but she, and she was so nice that she actually took the time. To come over to my booth and meet my wife because uh, you know, and she didn't have to. That was really great of her to, to spend nicer. the time to do that. Nice. Yeah. But my but my point in that is that if 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 our schedules had been so packed with be here now, be here now, be here now, that that kind of of spontaneous sort of thing, where you run into somebody that, uh, mm-hmm. as you often do here, you run into. R.A. Salvatore, who happens to be walking through the hall, or you, or you run into Frank Mensur or Tim Caskin, and 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 some of these really giants who built this industry, and and whose work is so well known, and and if you don't have air, air in your schedule, if you're rushing to get someplace, you, you're going to miss those opportunities that are available to you there too. That that's a, and even on the attendee side, it has some yeah, it has some space in there where. Some of those things can happen. I mean, you can plan all the different all the games that you want and try to sign up for as many as you can. But I can recall some of the best games I was at at cons was a pickup game at mm-hmm. somewhere. You know, yeah, exactly. Some of, the, some of those are probably the most enjoyable. It's like, hey, we're doing a pickup game of blah blah blah. You you want to join us? I'm like, yeah, sure. That happened to it was like a couple of years ago at Origins. Uh, I love they were doing a pickup game of, of Hackmaster and, you know, Jolly Blackburn and, you know, uh, Dave Kenzer. And it's like, yeah, I want to come by the room. I'm like, yeah, sure. Hey. Well, yeah. And if you go, if you're going through the dealer hall, for example, and you go through Fantasy Flight's uh, uh, booth space, which is huge this year, I understand. Yeah. And, and, and you see them demoing a game there, you know, that, that looks like it's exactly what you want to play. You you want to have the time to sit down and learn the game. You want to have that time where you can play a demo. Yeah, that, that I played a, a lot of great somewhere. demos last year. Oh yeah, 
and I was just I didn't schedule any gaming. I you know I sat in on some uh, some talks and, and some conferences and stuff like that. But I was there to uh, I, I think another do, and I wanted to bring that up with Nick is do go to the dealer room. Yes, hey, like yeah. like I said, I didn't schedule for any games, but I had a lot of free time and. What made the convention last year was that I had so much free time to to go and demo these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, cool. And I think it's also important going to Gen Con in the dealer room. You find a booth that you like, look up and figure out what row you're in before you go walking away and then asking a million people. <laughs> <laughs> there are signs right above you that say numbers. Yeah, row three hundred two or something like that. Yeah, you walk away ten minutes later, like. What's that place? Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, I, I do that with games. I, I'll go to some. I'll, I'll find some booth, and I'll say, "Oh, wow, this is really cool. I'm going to come back here." You know, and it, it's like Shangri La. I can't find it again. Yeah. It, 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 yes. it was next to that booth with the dude with the hat. And, well, that uh, narrows it down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, I know right where that is. He had a beard and a ponytail, and he had the giant Lego castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Lego castle, that's probably going to be hard to miss. Well, depending on how big the Lego castle is. No, nah, that was a pretty pretty good pointer out of last time was the giant Lego oh, castle. Okay. Yeah, well, I understand that I'm going to be sitting across from the concession area. So, oh. you know, I should be easy to find. You'll be the guy going to get a drink because it's so hot in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know one of the things I do as far as the conventions is... If you're going to stay there over multiple nights, don't sleep in the tunnels. Well, I would say, yeah, <laughs> if you're going to share the price of the room with with you know people that you know, and don't it, beg people randomly, right? Hey man, it's I'll just, pay you thirty bucks. So I'm sleeping out in the tunnels. Yeah, but you just know, let me sleep in your bathtub. <laughs> you plan in advance, book that room as soon as you can, and, and that also goes with you know getting your convention badge. The sooner you get the badge, generally the cheaper it is. Mm-hmm. Pre-ordering usually get, a, usually get a bigger discount right at the very beginning when they start registration. Well, and and besides, right you, anything that you can do to avoid the registration lines, yes, can be quite the same. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I remember what, a couple of years of Gen Con ago, they they were so backed up out the doors it took forever just to get registered, and you know you miss things. You, you don't want to spend yeah. your life in line. You want to you want to get in and have a good time. Mm-hmm. I know, like at Origins, when I go, because uh, they start it now on Wednesday. And Wednesday night's not so bad. Neither is Thursday, Friday. But come Saturday, look out. Saturday is insane. You, yeah, you might as well expect to wait at least 45 minutes to an hour in line. Yeah, but you can you can mitigate all of that if you get your badge in advance, right? Exactly. <laughs> and they mail it to you, so you're you just walk in the door and have a good time. Oh, I have That's the unfortunateness right. of going to the GM booth at Gen Con this year to get my badge, so I should be waiting in line for that. Uh, yeah, Boo is right. You think if if you're GMing, like there's more reason to get you your badge early, no, so that you know you can go and run games. You have to pick it up at the convention. Uh, so what more can we say about conventions? I know I, I got one kind of funny, interesting story. Funny, interesting about, story. Okay. Uh, we were I was down at Origins, I think it was four years ago. And um, this was the this was the year I was I was helping running the Hackmaster tournament. <laughs> and uh 
we need to get a couple of ta more tables from one room to the other. And we called the convention staff, and they've always been great at Origins, always very accommodating. And uh, they said, hold on a second. We need to make a call with the, the actual convention center. We're like, okay, we can just move these tables. <laughs> they're like, no, you can't move the tables. No, they can't. It's up to the local Teamsters Union. Oh, jeez. Seriously, we could not move the tables. The Teamsters wow. had to do it. <laughs> just from, like, right across the hallway. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of ridiculous. Well, and lo and behold, we, we had the wait. And they got a couple guys there with the convention center, and they did it. Huh. I'm like, what? whatever. Then they went back oh. on coffee break. I don't know. <laughs> um, that was just very peculiar. I'm like, it's just across the hallway. We just need two tables, two more tables. Come nope. on. Give me a break. Yeah. So that's my one story. That's the one, uh, probably the only clean convention story I could tell. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, got I think a good thing to do is uh, go and just meet everyone you can. And just, shake just hands. try to do everything you can. Just shake everybody's hand and say, hi, my name is Crispy. Everybody you see? Well, not quite that. But, you know, if you, I mean, if you're going to play in a game with some people, you know, trade emails. If they're oh, yeah, they absolutely. near to you. Mm -hmm. Network, absolutely. you know? Like, it's, I'm always happy to get in on new game groups and, and play new games with people. Mm. Yeah, see, everybody needs to find me on Facebook because I do like to network. I, I just I did. Like so. Well, there you go, see? <laughs> and see, and... and and it, and it's true. You want to meet as many people as you can, and you want to have a you want to have a great time. And that's that's mm -hmm. what that's what the convention is really all about: is meeting people and and having a good time. Yeah, and that way, when you go back next year, I mean, you've got some friends that you can meet up with and ask them, you know, how their gaming went this year. Yeah, yeah. So about your writing seminars and uh, your website, Tracy. How can people get a hold of you if they want to? You know, maybe start writing and get some advice. Um, well, you can come to our you can come to our uh, scribesforge dot com, mm -hmm. which is uh, where we have our writing seminars, and and uh, we've been posting some interesting articles there actually on that on that website for anybody to read. I just did a piece uh, uh, on uh, on writing and uh, that was really kind of fun from one of uh, from one of our workshop participants um, and just did a piece on pirate publishing um, and how people are getting uh, people are one of our one of our writers actually had been terribly ripped off by a, yeah, a bad publisher wow. and uh, so we talk about that there but come to scribesforge.com you can learn all about uh, all about our seminars that are there get involved there and you know and our forums over there um, you should uh, come find us on Facebook because we've got uh, links to all of the things that we're doing there. Um, we've got uh, uh, yeah, we've got of course our Dragon's Bard, our second book, the Black Shores book, which is our pirate book yeah. in our serial publishing uh, uh, and, uh, endeavors, and that's turning out to be just a fun book. Um, we're also, of course, doing the Batman book, Wayne of Gotham, which yes. uh, is just a delight. Um, very different kind of a thing to write. But, but that's also linked through our Facebook page as well. And uh, um, But if you want to know about the writing seminars, please come there. We really would like to 
help people not just to learn how to write, not just how to create story, but how to build a career, how to find your audience and and hold them. And I think that's where we need to go. So about the Batman book, I meant to ask you, is this in line with the movies or is this a different timeline? I thought last time we talked to you, it was the, uh, like, it's Thomas Wayne and his, like, secret society stuff that Grant Morrison kind of touched upon in Batman in Time. Yeah, we're actually doing a, uh, we're actually, yeah, yeah, a lot of it has to deal with Thomas Wayne and his his mother, uh, Martha. Uh, or, or Thomas and Martha Wayne, the, the parents of uh, Bruce Wayne, and okay. uh, dealing actually with um, how uh, some of what uh, how Thomas Wayne actually is very much at the root of all of Batman's problems and a lot of the problems in Gotham City, um, and uh, but it also deals very much with Batman uh, today. Uh, in fact, I've been writing that. It's been interesting. They, they asked me if I wanted to redesign the suit, um, which I thought was pretty uh, bold of them. Wow. Yeah, that's um, kind of cool. That's, that's a big responsibility, Tracy. Yeah, it is, actually, and I've been kind of sweating that one. But I think, actually, <laughs> I know what I want to do with it that in many ways takes Batman back to being Batman. Can you give us um, any hints or any, like, previews about, like, what you're thinking of? Um... Well, you know, you, I, I, I kind of had to work down through it a little bit. It's black. It's uh, it's black. <laughs> There's uh, a cape. Well, yeah, uh, see, that was it. You have to have a cape because it's the caped crusader. You can't have the capeless crusader, you know, and that was actually a question at one point. Did you want to lose the cape? No. And I thought, no, can't really lose the cape. <laughs> it's got a back you know? symbol on it. And it's got, it's got the, you know, the whole bat thing going with it. And although capes themselves are... I mean, they they got right down to the basic questions uh, for me on that. They said, you know, is uh, a cape, you know, was a kind of a scary, mysterious thing in 1930, but is it really working in 2011? And and I got I had to start thinking about that and and realized actually that that the cape and the costume, not just in terms of Batman, but in terms of the villains that he faces, are all very much part of the. A manifestation of the central problem of the book, anyway. So, uh, so the the cape actually, yeah, the cape works. the The basic outfit works, but but I'm changing uh, some things in terms of um, the functionality in the suit. Oh, um, some changes to the utility to belt, maybe. Uh, well, you know, I thought I'd make it bronze. No, I th- it's. Um, <laughs> No, actually, the, uh, the the suit itself, I'm looking at uh, at at at, at um, changing slightly uh, in terms of how it, in terms of how it functions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in in that it, it more closely resembles resembles power armor than um, hmm. passive, and it's yeah, and it's a different approach actually to to that. Um, Primarily because uh, the Bruce Wayne that we're seeing in this book is going to be an older Bruce Wayne. Um, he's he's more midlife crisis Bruce Wayne than than uh, the kind of ageless like Batman Beyond, the Forever Thirty Four. Yeah, I was thinking uh, Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond as well. Yeah, which I'm ex- I that makes me excited for this because one, like, not to get all super <laughs> whatever comic book geek on this. Uh, <laughs> 
But what's been going on with Thomas Wayne now in, in DC with Grant Morrison's storyline, I thought has been kind of poorly done. So I'm interested to see your take on it. Like I'm hoping and I'm expecting it to be probably a lot more in depth because it, it, you know, it's not really super touched upon in the comic books. Well, it um, can't be because of the book. nature of the. Yeah, yeah, I've got a whole book to deal with it, and 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 to bring you into it. I, I just finished the prologue, in fact, the other day, and and the prologue um, takes place, I think, in forty-seven, maybe forty-eight, nineteen forty-eight, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's uh, it's Thomas Wayne and his father. Uh, and in this really disturbed, abusive scene, um, where his, his father has dragged Thomas down into the caves and uh, and is forcing him to shoot bats each um, with the family shot. It was oh, it's very very dark, and it's this very it's this very you know abusive scene that takes place in this in in this prologue. But it's important to set the tone for who Thomas is and what he is fighting in terms of his own demons mm-hmm. in the book, and all of which has roots in what happens further on down the line and, and continues to resonate today in terms of the Batman legend. I see it all very holistic, and and uh, um, and, and it's going it's to be a difficult journey, but it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm also excited because, like like Vince brought up, Batman Beyond and. I grew up with Batman Beyond. I'm I'm that generation. So young and, and I, it was so fantastically done that it was, like I yeah. <laughs> what Vince? I said it was really it was yeah. And like I'm I'm I want DC to revisit that. I know they started doing something more with it, so it'll be nice to see it come back. And I think that's you know Batman true to his character. He's the the never surrendering soldier. So even though his body is not so much as capable as it used to be, he's yeah. still kind of devising ways for himself to continue the war. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is is just a fantastic kind of character. Well, absolutely. And then we have the whole question. There's a lot of questions that I have in terms of Batman in this, and and, and in terms of Bruce Wayne in this. And and uh, which comes to actually a rather shattering conclusion when we get to the end of the book. But uh, the uh, the whole question of of Gotham itself, yeah, and and what does Batman do on a nice day? <laughs> you know, I mean, we see we see we see Gotham, and my son asked this question. It was a good question to ask. We see Gotham all the time as as though it were Dark Seattle. Yeah, it was dark and dreary, and it's like Seattle in the midst of monsoon. I, I mean, it, it, it's always dark in Gotham. It's always rainy in Gotham. It's always grimy in, in Gotham. And, and, you know, you, you look at that, and, and, you, and, and in terms of verisimilitude, I mean, why do people live here? I, you know, why don't they move to somewhere nice like the suicide South Chicago? Extremely high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why aren't they killing themselves just to get out of here? You know, yeah. and and why can't they build a better asylum? And why <laughs> it's named after Arkham? What do you expect? I, uh, yeah, what are you going to get for that? You know, and Hello, that, my well, name is Lovecraft. I'm here. That you sanitarium. <laughs> that you bring that up, Nick. Uh, originally in mythology, the like original Gotham City 
is a place where the inhabitants are just tremendously stupid. Like, the original, where Gotham comes from, the story in that, it's basically, it's a city full of nitwits. <laughs> well, and see, Which and, and, might be true with what Tracy brought up. <laughs> well, it's just that... It's just that when we look at when we look at this, it seems to me that that what we have seen is not, at least from my perspective, what the vision that we've seen of Gotham is what we've seen through Batman's eyes. Mm-hmm. It's how he sees it, but it may not necessarily be the reality of Gotham. Ah. And yeah, that's interesting. Like now, I'm I'm excited for this book. Yeah. So the, and so we have we have a character we have a character that comes in early in this story that that challenges that view for him, and the question for him is going to become: Does he want to live his life? Does does he want a life, or is he so consumed by his mission that there, that that's not a possibility? That Gotham will always be dark for him. That that the night is the only place that he sees the city. Hmm. And uh, and that's that's kind of the central question for him, I think, in terms of yeah. of the book as we get into it. Wow. All right, that's cool. Well, uh, as we're approaching about an hour and fifteen minutes, sitting down chatting, um, <laughs> I think we're going to call it here for this episode of the Con Con Zero, <laughs> as we so dubbed this, and uh, hope to see some of you at Gen Con. Uh, Nick, see some people at Origins. Crispy at whatever con Crispy is going to go to this year. Um, I'm trying to set up something with Neon Con. Um, Crispy I'll con? keep people posted on Sod. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be there, and I'm probably going to be wearing the Save or Die t-shirt. Yeah. So if anyone who listens to RFI or, or Save or Die uh, sees me and, and wants to talk, feel free. And, and Crispy doesn't bite. I mean, he's a nice guy. I don't. Well, I usually don't bite. Yes. He nibbles. Depends. So, uh, if you want to see Tracy, go to Gen Con, or you can find him on Facebook. He's very Please chatty. find me on Facebook. We'll tell you. I'll be, I'll be both at Dra- Gen Con this year and at Dragon Con this year. Yeah. And uh, and please find me on Facebook, like I say, because we can get you connected to all of the really amazing things that we're doing this year, especially this Wayne of Gotham book. Yes. Definitely. Keep an eye out on that. So we're going to call for tonight. Keep it original, keep it old school, and good night, everybody. Roll for initiative.